Hey yo, everybody! Welcome back to the podcast, um, Life Talk, and uh, we're gonna start this off with a little fun fact for you too. Did you guys know that Type O blood was actually meant to be called Type Zero? I did not. Is that real? Did you know that? Whoa! Um, uh, unfortunately, the type, first yeah yeah because zero, the, what why? it was supposed to be called Type Zero. Oh. Now, unfortunately, the first time it was read, um, someone just completely misread it and they called it Type O blood. And so from now on, I guess you could call it a typo. <laughs> That's good. I like that. That's good. I wasn't expecting you to tell a joke. That Dylan, was you that caught was me off guard. Dylan best thought it was serious. Joke with Chase. That was good. That was our Chase. best joke with Chase to start us off. Oh my god. Hey, I thank you guys. One. I'm here all yeah. night. I thought you were Actually. just giving us a fact, yeah. and I was like, what? That doesn't wow. make any sense. Why is it type A O and Z? No, I mean, a, I B and a zero. Same. That doesn't make any sense. I, I, I was so <laughs> confused. Really good, wow. Chase. Really good. Those are the best jokes. Yeah. God. Wow. That was amazing. Okay. Well. And with that, roll the intro. You're listening to Life Talk, a podcast where we openly share our thoughts and experiences in order to answer one simple but profound question. How do we pursue a meaningful life? My name is Dylan, and I'm joined by Oliver and Chase. Each week, we strive to jumpstart the discussion around this question through honest conversations about what it means to live a life of purpose. <laughs> yeah, follow that up, Dylan. <laughs> well, okay. After that <laughs> epic intro from Chase, what a great, what a great, great way. That's one of our. That's one of the co-hosts of Life Talk, right there, Chase Keep, legend. Um, <laughs> legend, yeah, everybody. And then uh, this week on Life Talk. Beyond that first joke, we are going to talk about community. And this is a discussion we've been planning to have or thinking about for the past few weeks of uh, this this idea of community. And it's definitely been on my mind a lot with what I've been talking about the past few weeks of I'm an RA at, at uh, Stanford this year in a freshman dorm. And these freshman dorms are so heavily centered around this idea of community and like building a good community. And... It's, I mean, community is definitely, I think, is, is used a lot, and I've used it 10 times in these last four sentences, but it's it's kind of buzzword, <laughs> but I think it does represent an idea that's very impactful and something that I really value. It's, it's I think, a part of my foundational values. I have, I have this little, my foundational values, I call it. I have this little note on my written on my wall i'll show you guys i have six quotes and i have then this um six quotes that inspire me or that i really like and then i have a a note that says my foundational values and there are three things written written there one is relationships with uh in parentheses it's family community friends number two is health fitness wellness and then number three is achievement and i feel like those three foundational values cover some of the main things that I really care about. And so you can see that word community is, is in there and it's in that number one foundational value, something I, I think is very important to me and I really want to cultivate and have in my life. Do you, uh, what, yeah. what, do you guys have similar feelings around this idea of community or have you, have you thought about this before of like, of um, what community is or how impactful it is in, in your life? Would you say? Yeah, I think it's so impactful. I mean, actually, really quick, I want like I'm interested in this still. So Dylan and I both grew up 
uh, well, we all grew up in Vail, obviously, but we went to the same high school, Vail Mountain School, which was very, very centered around this idea of community, right? And I, do you feel like that value was instilled in you so much there that you have it very ingrained now as one of your core values um, as a person? Or I, Because I kind of feel like it has for me at least, like, growing up that was such a big topic of conversation within our school because it was a kindergarten through 12th grade school built around seniors integrating with kindergartners and everything in between and building a community between the people who you go to school with who you're working with and who you're living with and making friends and all of that it was such a big part of it Um, for sure so is that do you think that kind of stems your love for community maybe yeah no i i definitely agree with you i think i think that indirectly or even directly has had a a big impact on how i think about this idea of community and maybe one of the reasons why i'm interested in it and i yeah i think even the fact that our school would would always talk about we want this to be a community and it would using those even that language was important and then seeing that in execution of where i had friends across different grades or then my younger siblings went there also so then i would see them in the building itself is all integrated together where where you'll have a a classroom with juniors right next to with you know kids who are 16 17 right next to a classroom that has kids who are eight or nine and you know in in lower school grades and everyone during free during periods passing periods in between classes everyone is walking together in that same hallway those same hallways and yeah it really was an interesting dynamic like but really worked well. Yeah, I, think. I agree too. I agree, and it's it's cool. And I think that that idea of community. Yeah, I I, I do think it. It my value in that might be very much from instilled initially from that school. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was just thinking of, of that off the top of my head when totally. we started, because um, that for me is where kind of it stems from. And I think. Um, since I've moved away from that cultivating community has been more difficult because it's like, it was kind of given to us there and it was something that was very kind of hardwired into what we were doing and, um, made it really easy to just be thinking about it. Whereas when you go away to college, at least for me, like DU is not a big school, but it's not a super small school either. So, you know, finding that community can be tricky sometimes. Um, and you know, for me, it was finding that going, uh, playing ultimate Frisbee the first couple of years and finding that community and that, you know, finding that niche kind of helps a lot. Um, but it is interesting when you move away from it and like, uh, see the differences when you lose it versus when you have it, I think is interesting. Yeah, I agree. But Chase, Chase, I'm interested what, um, cause ASU is such a big school. Yeah. Um your experience was completely different in terms of like uh in terms of scope just almost scope, yeah. Size of campus and yeah. What was that like? Um I don't know. I mean I'm gonna be honest. I'm not here to uh I'm not here to like advocate for or against ASU in any way, you know, like right. I liked ASU, but you know, I just want to preface with that. But I think ASU did a really good job of making the huge campus feel small. Um 
and I think I was lucky in terms of being in like a small like sect of the college almost yeah. so it was business school and then also within that I was honor school um and so it was like those two things combined actually gave me quite a small um and you know fairly uh static group of people that I was able to meet and be around for the entire <laughs> two and a half years that I was there yeah so I would say it was definitely like yeah you're right it was huge um but it was also small it also felt small and i was able to meet a lot of people within that group but then it there was just with the huge campus i think the opportunity there was like it was so easy to branch out if you really wanted to right like i wasn't someone who really did per se but it was it was like an easy opportunity for you to be like hey i'm really hanging out with this guy who's like a uh, biology major and then meet a bunch of biology majors through him or her and then through that you know, you you meet a lot of people from the other schools, so it was quite um, almost. You know, it, it, I don't want to say that everything was separated really well, but it kind of was. Yeah. To the point of making it very easy to meet everyone within your group, and then expand um, and meet new people if you wanted to. Huh. Long-winded response, and again, <laughs> yeah, no, but that's, good, but that's interesting. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, it was it was a uh, pretty well done, in my opinion. Yeah, because I mean, sometimes I think the impression is like it's hard to build community in a really big school like that, right? Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I don't know. I. I think is ASU the largest. I think it's one I'm of them. Look it up. I think it's the second. Yeah, it's the second largest um, school, and we're talking about the camp- Tempe campus as well. Yeah. Which is fifty-five. Okay, fifty-five thousand people, people. Which is yeah, yeah ridiculous. How big is DU? DU's like including grad school eleven thousand. Undergrad is like six. Hmm. So okay, it's not. It's not big by any means, but it's also like it's not tiny, not small. Yeah, it's not a school where you're gonna go by and know every single person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but g- you get to senior year and pretty much every face you pass. Especially for me, I'm mainly just going to the business school and back, and like everybody I pass, I usually recognize or you know know in some way. Yeah, not not every. So real quickly. Real quickly before talking about Stanford, like just so we touch on this, and I, and I yeah. honestly, mm-hmm. so that I don't forget about it. <laughs> um, I honestly felt after, and I was only there for two and a half years again. Like if I was there for four years, I think this would even be more, um, like this would even be amplified. But I definitely felt like when I walked around campus, I saw all the same people yeah. every day. Yeah. Even though it was 55,000 yeah. people and they were all like right. an insane amount of, of people. Like I felt every day like, oh, I'm passing by these same business students that i know from my classes totally. within this huge crowd and so it was pretty cool how that happened you know some people could say like oh that sucks like you want to meet new people right but i think it was pretty cool to see a lot of the same people and by the end of it know the faces i had classes with basically the same people every time yeah and again that was through kind of a certain special set of circumstances but right it was uh, it was still nice and, and interesting i think a lot of people don't think that that can happen yeah no totally totally within something that could be construed as a very large community Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um do you chase what's your what do you feel like your relationship with community this idea of community has been in your life personally do you like do you have you seen that it's something that's important to you or is it something that you recognize? I mean, like, as Oliver and I were saying, our our school growing up, I think, was so heavily emphasized this idea, this this idea that uh, then we 
we now think about it a lot or or I think we were grown up and taught to think about it. And I mean, do you feel like you had an experience with that in, in school or growing up or in a different way or then or um, in college even of like this idea of community and what that means? What do you feel like is your relationship with it? Yeah, man, I'm going to be honest. I feel like we were all from a very <laughs> interesting and unique circumstance with how small of a place we came from. Um, like, honestly, I think each of our perceptions of community is going to be different than almost anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Just because we came from such a small town and such a small and kind of a remote area. The Vail Valley is very you know? unique. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so I think our, our opinions will be very different from anybody who grew up in a city for sure. Yeah. Cause that's such a different concept. Like our community, like I'm gonna be, I felt like in high school, my community involved the town for sure <laughs> no it did it for did you know? yeah <laughs> like, yeah like and almost to uh, to a certain degree the county in high school it was like i knew people from every other high school i knew who they were i knew names right and i knew adults and i knew parents and through that you kind of knew everybody you know yeah um so that was interesting whereas like at asu i knew a lot of people in this one school which was part of a huge and this sorry i should clarify I knew a lot of people from this one um, portion of the school within a huge school within a massive city. And it's so different. Like those are two totally different circumstances. And so I think that the definition of community and how that affected me was so fluid. Like in, in high school, I was able to rely on knowing anybody or having some type of literally like, oh, you know this person, I know this person. Like it was that simple. Whereas that, Arizona State and even to a much higher degree here in California Mm -hmm. it's like it's totally not like that you're meeting new people so you build a community that's small and close-knit and from there you have to work you have to work a lot harder to meet new people and to make a name for yourself within that community yeah um becomes a lot more important to like be the person you want to be um because you're not you don't have like these outside perceptions like everyone in Vail Valley like they knew our names. I'm not. I, I don't want to say everybody. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of the people in the town that we do. grew up like yeah. knew who we were, or knew or like, our parents. Oh, yeah, or knew like, oh, Dylan Cunningham. Like, I don't know who that is. Oh, he plays for VMS soccer. Like, they're pretty good. Like, there's <laughs> always that little connection where that people can make. And here, it's totally different. So it's all about uh, meeting the people that you want to, being the person that you want to be portrayed and perceived as. That's how I. That's one big change, I think. And um, just kind of seeing where it takes you so far for me. But I'm a very complacent person who kind of lets those <laughs> things happen. Interesting. I mean, I I do see what you mean that they are, of course, very different contexts of community because of the differences of growing up in a smaller town versus living in a larger city. But also, I feel like what you said, there are s- a lot of similarities between those two different types of community or even your fluid definition of community as you were saying i mean what what do you feel do you have anything like uh, any specific points that you feel like are vastly different between those two different types of communities just because coming from what you said i feel like i feel like it's they were similar but just from a different scale like maybe one of them maybe in in the smaller town and growing up in the Vale Valley, that one is kind of set up where it's a community that's set up for you just because it's based on where you're from versus now you're 
or in college, you're going and you're kind of looking for a community or trying to figure that out, trying to find a community, which is, is different yeah. for sure. But then also I feel like then once it is set up, it, it might, I don't know. I would argue that it's similar or to, to home, but then also there's the, um, the wait, I kind of lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess just that question of like, do, what do you feel like is specifically different from uh, community of Vale Valley versus community of city? Or do you think it's just the context in which it's set up? I guess you just argue that it's the context in which the point at like where I am in my life has created the different circumstances while community has been the same. Like I could see how that could be an argument. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. How it's like community doesn't change, but I do and where I am has changed. So it changes um, because of that. I'm saying repeating changes a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm interested so. in um, to to I will ask you guys another question. Like, to do you see community just as um, this group of people? This uh, I guess conglomeration of a bunch of people that you know um, and are familiar with, like. Uh, you know how we were talking like you know a bunch of people in the Vale Valley and they know your name and then and then that makes community or is community more like tighten it the people who are your close friends etc like like that does does that question make sense do you, like do you think how how would you define it more in terms of the first way or the other I think I would say and this kind of goes back to what Dylan was asking me at couple minutes ago where one of the biggest changes is like the auxiliary yeah i guess you could call them like auxiliary characters in my community yeah so there's obviously like i have a tight like close group of friends here i had a really close group of friends in college and a really close group of friends in high school but then outside of that it's like in one of those communities back home in colorado it was like everybody i knew somehow or very close to knowing someone somehow Whereas here, like, once you step outside of that close group of circles, it's a lot of just uh, people who I have no, yeah. that I would have no interaction with. here is L.A. for Chase it's right a now. Lot. Here's L.A. Yeah. <laughs> Here's L.A. <laughs> and um, and it's, it's a lot more just open and varied and random almost. And it's not like I can walk outside and, and say, like... But like, would I you? I guess I'm kind of carried by the fact that I work for the NFL. Yeah, and that's such a recognizable brand that it helps. Yeah, people to know what I do and have that type of relation in their minds. But does that mean does that kind well, of so make like, sense? Yeah, so you're kind of part of the NFL team, that community. But like LA as a general community, it's almost harder to say like that's a really tight knit community or anything. Obviously, like yeah. I don't know. I well, Dylan, what I, do you think? It's just like. For more degrees of separation between everybody here, yeah, versus where I grew up, right, and that's why that's why it has has been different, and why that's why it has changed between, I guess, high school and yeah. now. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm also interested to see if that, if that is also a result of time, because you've only been in LA for a month, month and a half, and and yeah. I wonder if, given more time, of course, in in the other context of. Vale Valley, you were there for 18 years. Grew up and there, right? So I wonder if it has to do with, with time as well. Like if you spent the next 18 years in Los Angeles, 
I feel like you would feel that way then I, I this is just guessing really of what of hypothesizing but I think those feelings might be be shared in that place as well in 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 LA as uh, as you do now feel about Vail Valley about home do you think do you think that would happen or as a result yes. of time I would say I would say I would say yes however and like I don't know what you guys think about this I think it's far more likely for people to come and go and like or sorry I should say like yeah enter and leave your community once you're in the adult working world especially oh, yeah, now totally. like moving towards a more like what we've seen in the last 10 years as opposed to what is in the past like people switch jobs a lot a lot more than they used to especially right and it's like people will come and work somewhere for like three years leave go to another company in a different place and then new people come in and then new people leave like you know what i'm saying i yeah. think that happens a lot more whereas when we spent time growing up it was much more stable yeah in terms of like it's a lot they were families and kids that were there right so i guess that's an argument but overall dylan i think absolutely if i was here for the same amount of time that i was home it would become a very similar community yeah well that's what i believed i think edwards to be i think it's a lot like going off of that point chase it's a lot easier like what you're saying to cultivate community in certain spaces versus others like obviously to you can create a community with people who you work with but that might be subject to change really often whereas like college it's a lot easier to create a community because you're there for four years with these people right same with high school or like growing up in your hometown um i think dylan your point of time is like important because you know you can't just suddenly be a part of a community it takes time i think right or I mean, I guess you kind of do get thrown into it, like in the beginning of freshman year of college, right? You're just thrown into this pool of new freshmen, but then you kind of have to make and figure out what your actual community is within all those people. Yeah. Um. Okay. I. Yeah. I want to draw this discussion. I feel like we've been getting very, like, theoretical, yeah, which yeah. is good. I think it's it have some like vague. Yeah. It's a bit vague. For sure. But yeah, it's yeah, a bit yeah, vague. Vague. I. I feel like <laughs> want to ground it a little bit, maybe in, in this question of, of, I guess now that we've been ruminating on this idea for, twenty minutes, what, <laughs> how how do you two define community? What does community mean, or what does a, a, flourishing community look like? Yeah. To me to me community is is being a part of something so it's like um feeling as if you know you have other people who you can turn to um whether that's a group of friends or the people you work with or the team that you're on or whatever it is you know i think it's like being part of something bigger than just yourself and like being incorporated in a group of other people who are interested in that same topic or whatever it is that you're doing mm-hmm. right that's kind of how I yeah think I, I yeah i okay i think i have a similar similar thoughts and also yeah i just want to say like this is you know it's kind of a subjective totally subjective thing. Like, this is I, just no, my mind too is totally <laughs> subjective like i i it's 
I, I don't know. I, I don't think there's a good way to define community exactly. Uh, but no, everybody. For it's me, I think different. it's. I think I define it as a group of people who are united under a certain set of values or ideas. Yeah. And feel a sense of belonging to that group. Right. I think that's what I would define community as. Chase? Yeah. Definitely just <clears throat> a group of people who are connected in some way, um, either by blatantly location, which is pretty obvious, or but more like more um i just <laughs> at a higher form of the word like people are connected by the way they think or what they do or what they're driven towards or what they're passionate for just something that connects them and gives you that feeling of like these people understand what i'm trying to do i understand what they're trying to do and i think that that is what defines it for me yeah i think it's undervalued in a sense at least in my mind the fact that like community can be you can be a part of a community and not necessarily be with those people like um we bring up yes theory a lot in this podcast but there's a whole community of people who follow and believe in the idea that yes theory is kind of promoting this seek discomfort idea right and that is a community of people that think similarly that all um if given the opportunity to meet up will and would connect over that idea right and there's so many people out there who share similar thoughts as you and you can be a part of that community without, you know, maybe just through online or, um, whatever. Yeah. I guess through online and not just in person. Yeah, I agree. I think the internet has unlocked this power of community that doesn't exist just in based on location, which is cool. And, you know, sometimes, and I don't just mean this by, I don't know, um, creating some, I know, I, I, I guess it's just, it's not, not everything online is, is, a, I, I think a, a true community, yeah. but, yeah. but I, I think the, yes, the, the internet has the, the power, as you were saying, of, of creating communities, even when people aren't in the same location. Right. Um, yeah, no, I think, uh, that it, it it is interesting because a lot of times I think you can get stuck with or like when sometimes not that it's hard to make connections with people. I think it's very easy to like find things that you have in common with people and cultivate a community with the people around you. But sometimes like it's a lot easier to find people who have similar values and sh- share similar interests ba- through these online things, you know, because um, your pool kind of opens up a bit in a way. Yeah. yeah. But I just I have a question. Yeah. I have a question if you're done, Ollie. Yeah, I am. Um, are, are you guys part of any, like, what you would call, like, an online community or community with all, you know, mostly people you totally don't know? Um, yeah, I, I jo- I'm, on, I'm in a couple of Facebook groups. I don't ever, like, post in them, but I guess I'm... You kinda, don't post in them? kind of <laughs> counts. I don't know. Like, the Yes, the yes Theory has one. Um, Gymshark has kinda one. Because it kind of counts. Kind of counts. Um... Yeah, so those those two. And do you actually like go through and kind of read everything yeah. and see what the conversation is going like? Yeah, honestly, it's the only thing really that pops up on my Facebook is the only thing that I really have on Facebook anymore. And so I do enjoy like 
seeing posts that people um, put up on there just about, like for the yesterday one, it's like meetups and it's about like uh, stuff that they've done to like get out of their comfort zone or just interesting stuff. And it's kind of a really like positive community and everybody's really like um, supportive and engaging, which is cool to see. Even though that I don't cool. personally do I it. I didn't ask. I mean, we got to figure out why you don't post, I why know. you're not engaging with I this. know, I should. But I think it's because I'm just not a huge poster, I guess. Like, I just don't do that because I, well, like, we've talked about this with our social media talks. I just always overthink posting too much and just think that uh, I shouldn't for some reason or overthink it. And that's probably why I don't. But. Maybe I should. Not a big Maybe poster. I should. I think. Would you say you're like a movie poster or closer to like an advertisement <laughs> poster? What do you mean? Just you said you're not a big poster. <laughs> so I just want to know. I just want to know what size poster you are. I'm obviously not a movie poster because those are big. Uh, so a little tiny, small one. <laughs> little tiny small. <laughs> one. I can't even think of a small poster, but yeah. I'll take it. Uh, Chase, to answer, <laughs> to answer your question for me, I feel like I am indirectly a part of some online communities. I mean, I, I like Oliver, and I don't contribute, and it's not don't don't contribute directly, but I still feel like I'm united under some ideas just through the yes, what I guess the content I consume, especially in in some podcasts that I listen to or or blogs that I read or youtube channels i watch i still feel i feel in some way like i'm part of that community even if i'm not engaging with others actively just through the consumption of content from the people who are creating content for that community and so i i I think i do i i can feel a part of a community in that way and actually this weekend um there's very exciting event happening that that is kind of uniting i think behind this idea (laughs) of of online community for um oliver and i especially and and uh my mom also shout out uh we are all going to la gonna go visit chase and also are going to a live podcast recording for uh rich roll who is uh, i mentioned the podcast multiple times we've talked about a bunch uh, (laughs) who's like my favorite podcast my favorite podcaster and yeah is creating community around nutrition and peak performance and vulnerability and compassion. And I, I think that's, those are his, maybe some of his, the core ideas that are surround his conversations. Then I think that those conversations, his podcast creates a um, community that's united behind those ideas. And also fitness is another big one. And so then I think the people that we're going to see at this event are kind of in that community. So I, I'm interested to see if like we end up talking to some people or anything. I mean, I guess we're united behind this interest and who knows I I think that could mean have a similar set of values as the people there and, and are in the same community in some way. Yeah. So that's exciting. I'm really, really excited. Yeah, that's going to be really fun. <laughs> you know, it sounds it's going like to be so much pumped. fun. I'm yeah. so excited. Well, I mean, it's just a win-win. Like, we get to go see this awesome guy who we're really interested in. And like Dylan said, there is, like, this community of people there who um, maybe will meet some really interesting people. And 
Like, who knows, you know? Just who knows? So that would be really cool. And on top of that, we get to see Chase. Yes. So it's just going to be an overall amazing weekend. Um, and we're going to go to a- apparently one of the best vegan restaurants in California. Oh, oh yeah. Advertising. Oliver, are you doing are you doing I'm not gonna I'm not getting paid, so I'm not gonna say it <laughs> what it is, but uh <laughs> sponsored sponsored podcast. But I'm really excited about that. Um it's Burger King with their impossible whopper. No. Good guess, Chase. <laughs> good good I'm not gonna promote try. that. I won't promote I that. I already did, Oliver. I already did. Can't put that out. We're gonna cut <laughs> that out. Uh absolutely not. <laughs> good for Burger King. <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah, no, that'll be really cool. Uh, I'm I'm super yeah. excited. Where do you guys feel like you have found good community? Where Where does it come from for you guys? Or maybe Chase, you start. What do you think? Yeah, Ugh. if you on, want, Bill. or Oliver, if you, uh, yeah, Chase, you Oliver, start. If you, I, if you, if you, if you have <laughs> something in mind first, you go ahead. But I was just saying, Chase, because you didn't speak um, so much before. Yeah, yeah no, I Ch- think going Ch- back Ch- to the go. last one, the closest I've been to an online internet community has been uh, the Arizona Gooners <laughs> the Club, Gooners. which is an Arsenal, Arsenal-loving Arsenal group of Arizona world. Ari- Arizonians. Ari- is it Arizonians? I don't know. I think it's just Arizonans. Arizonans, maybe, probably. Um, anyways, <laughs> followed followed them pretty frequently. I went to a couple. I went to a couple games at the Arsenal Club. Or pub. It was like five thirty in the morning both times. That's awesome. Anyways, that's probably the one that I followed the most and was the most involved with because <laughs> I actually went to games. <laughs> um, let's see. But <laughs> going back to the question Dylan just asked, I don't know. I'm always someone. Well, I found since starting college and here at the NFL, I start small, and uh, I try to build up my base. I'm someone who just likes having a close group of friends. Like I think I. I uh, I don't know how to say this. I don't like having a large group of people that are like, you know, like friends. Yeah. But I don't hang out with them too much. Like then I just kind of feel alone. I like having a close group of like really good friends that I can hang, that I can be with, and share stuff with. And that's just a big part of the way that I find my place in what in a mm. community. So that's how. That's why I build it. And I think that's the most successful. Um, like in college, <clears throat> we became really close with a roommate. We became really close with a friend of his roommate or <laughs> a roommate of his friend. And like through there created like a really close knit group of friends and it expanded from there. And I think that was the best, the best way I could have done it. Yeah. So I think that's where I find success, but I know that's a very subjective thing. So totally. we'll see if you guys do different. Yeah, Oliver, what about your, your communities that you've been a part of that you, feel we're impactful so yeah my i mean my view on community has been interesting recently i think i agree with chase like when i think of like the communities that i'm uh most enjoy being a part of i think of this community that we have right here the three of us as like a little mini community like our friend group here and like you know a handful of really close friends rather than like a large group of just you know kind of friends where you know everybody um but i I think like in my time at du it's been really interesting for me and to like kind of shed some like like communities are great sometimes and then not having it can kind of suck and i've kind of gone through that a little bit with like um 
I played Ultimate Frisbee my f- first couple years, and that was a really good community of people that I had. Um, that team mentality that you would always do stuff with them. And, um, yeah, just, like, that That was really nice to have. Since I stopped playing Frisbee, I've lost that community a little bit. And when you go through that, like, halfway th- or kind of towards the end of college, a lot of communities are already established. And I've found it's kind of difficult to, like, start new ones almost. And, like, I still have a lot of friends, people who I know around campus, but it's all kind of dispersed and intermixed and not really what I would consider a community, you know? So my, I guess right now, I don't have one as much, which is kind of not as great. Yeah, so do you feel like that's... Yeah. We we kind of had a conversation like this off off the mic, a few off the yeah. mics. Yeah, we, get, we can bring <laughs> it a on week, the mic. A week or two ago. <laughs> like, and talking about um, maybe not having community as much or, or losing that community of Frisbee for you and, and then yeah. what that means now. And yeah, I don't know. Like what... What I mean, what do you miss most about that community, would you say, or that group? Yeah. No, and I, like, going back to it, I still stand by my decision to yeah. stop playing. Um, and what I'm doing now with fitness and nutrition is much more a priority in my life. And Frisbee, the reason I stopped playing was because it was just, it wasn't aligning with kind of my values. and I, It was taking up a lot more time to than I wanted and I wanted to direct more time to other stuff basically Mm. um and I guess like the the thing I liked about it was you know it was it was a good group of friends and it was a good uh place to go when you were feeling lonely or you know you always had events and stuff with these people um which is nice that's a good thing to be a part of and you don't really you take it for granted while you have it right and uh i don't know i think i did a poor job of my transition from not playing to out of it because it would have been very easy for me to like stay kind of a part of that community but i kind of just separated myself completely which i don't know what the best way to go about it is but you know looking back on it it definitely had a bigger impact than i thought it would right yeah. So, but I I do think like, and I will say like recently, I have been going, um, to hang out with other people and hang out in different groups. And while it is a little awkward sometimes, but like, you just kind of force yourself to, kind of make those new groups. And I started to do that more, and it has been better. That's like, good. That's for good. sure. Yeah. 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 Sensational. That's great <laughs> news, Oliver. Well, for me, I. I, I agree with you guys, and I also disagree a little bit. I I agree of this, this idea of having a few really close friends. I definitely want to... I definitely ha- feel like I, I have that and try to do that rather than having a lot of loose friendships that may not be super close, but just are... There are a lot of them. I feel like I, I do want to have those close friendships, and those are important to me. But I also see a lot of value in those 
loose friendships as well. And I think a good community can be made without having those, even, even without having yeah. those strong connections. And I, um, I guess I, I see what the, I think I found community or two times really like or a lot, of, a lot of different times in smaller contexts. Like for example, this, but us three on this podcast or, or friend group from home, or I think yeah, I consider that a community also, but I think in, in large groups, I found community twice. And once was in school in in our lower school, middle school, high school that we were talking about from our, in our small town. I think that's, that's an example of a big group where I had a good community and in there, I did not know everyone super well. Like there were a ton of loose connections that I, you know, I might know their name, but beyond that, nothing really about them. And I think that still is very valuable of, of being united around this idea of we're, we're here to learn. We're here at school. We're here to enjoy high school, hopefully, and, and learn and do things and uh, enjoy our time. And I, I think it is, you know, you don't need to be close friends with everyone in a community for it to still be an impactful community. And then the other yeah. example for me is, is my freshman year in, in, in college where I lived in, a, in an all-freshman dorm on campus, which was maybe 85 kids approximately and maybe 80 kids. And then um, a few older students, juniors, who were the RAs in the dorm. And there, we, like that dorm was ended up being a very a really great community. We came together around this idea of I don't even know around this idea of a dorm of a that we want to build a community. And by the end of the year, it was it was great. I mean, I didn't I didn't wasn't close friends with everyone. I was close friends with a few people. With I mean, like close close friends. I'd say less than six people maybe maybe like around there around there i'd say where people i'd consider close friends five but out of those like 85 i mean i knew all of their names i knew loosely some things about them would like have still have conversations with them and i think those loose connections and even though they weren't close friendships it still helped to build that community and i think that idea is important knowing that it doesn't have to be all people who you're really close to and then that from that experience that is what kind of informed what I was talking about last week on the podcast of this idea of now I'm I'm an RA in a all freshman dorm my junior year and I'm on the other side of that where I'm trying to build a community and that's the main thing that I want to do and like the I guess the reason that kind of inspired this discussion as well or that I brought up this topic wanting to speak about is because this idea I'm thinking about this a lot I'm obsessed with this idea of how can how can I help to create an impactful and meaningful community and going into this already I mean I I didn't know anyone in who's in this community with me. Like I, none of my close friends were other or other RAs or something. Like I didn't know any of these RAs before three weeks ago. And so like, those are all new people. And then there are 88 freshmen who I don't know any of them. You know, those are all new people coming in, but I'm, I'm attached to this idea of creating community. And of course it's, it's day like five right now or something. And so there's a lot to go, a lot to do, <laughs> and a, a long time to pass for a, to realize like it, that a community's been set up. But you know, making small steps towards that, and that's I'm really happy with it so far. And that's what I'm out here trying to do. 
and so I and it doesn't have to be like I I mean I'm sure I'll get close with a lot of these people by the end of the year but right now it's all just loose connections that we're trying to come become united around this idea of building community and what that means what we want the dorm to look like and how we want to function and I've been having a lot of those conversations this past week and I mean that's that's a long long-winded response about my communities I've <laughs> I've been a part of but I don't know. I'm I'm really obsessed with this idea. I think it's very impactful and important and doesn't have to be with just close friends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think like I think maybe uh me and Chase maybe we're I for me at least we're kind of confusing like friend groups with communities because I think like sometimes they can the lines between that can be kind of blurred. Um but I agree with what you're saying. Like, I I do think, like, uh, maybe in the context of what I was saying, where, like, a, a bigger friend group necessarily isn't, like, I, what I would rather, but, like, a bigger community to be a part of is different and what you're getting at. It's, like, mm. it's a group of people you're trying to bring together to do activities together to uh, get behind something. And that, for you, it's building this, like, first kind of group that you have at Stanford, right? Um, Which is kind of a big thing. Um, And I wish, like, you did this more. Like, my my freshman year community wasn't a community, you know? Like, everybody on my dorm, like, knew each other. And, like, some people hung out. And, like, I, I, you know... That's rough. Like, I mean, I knew knew everybody on my dorm. Like, I knew everybody on my floor. And I was, like, friends with... I'm friends with all of them. But, like... It, it didn't really still feel like a community though. You know, we didn't really ever have any events or do stuff all together as a group, which I think that's more of what you're doing, right? Yeah. Joe? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it is super interesting too. I remember being like, I, I was a leader on my Frisbee team and being one of those people, I had to be one of the people who cultivated the community a little bit as well and tried to establish stuff that we would do together outside of um, just practice and everything. And I think the biggest part to building communities is really just like doing stuff and interacting and being around people over a period of time because that period of time is where those connections are built and that's where you know you actually implement the community like it's great to just say you're a part of something like oh i'm a part of this community but if you don't actually interact with it you know then or it it doesn't really add much right yeah yeah i see you mean yeah then like what does it really mean are you are you really truly part of that community or are you just right stealing without yeah and that's why i go back to you know what you said it's like um indirectly a part of these facebook group communities right because we're not really interacting with them or the people until this weekend maybe that'll kind of help build that more right by interacting with them more yeah um or people with those similar views right so i think the interaction is a key part i agree (coughs) yeah uh I have one thing to say. Yeah, go ahead. <coughs> um, little off the beaten track of this talk of communities, which we've been we've been on this topic for a little while. <laughs> it's, been a while. It's, it's been um, a lot. It's been a lot. I want to talk about something that happened finally. this week. I want to talk about something that happened this week. Okay, go ahead. It was really funny. I 
Um, so my family came to visit me last weekend, along with my girlfriend, and I was with I was with her, and I shot a text, and my phone was like next to her, so she read it, and it was just out of nowhere, and it was from our man our main man Dylan, <laughs> and she shot this text, <laughs> and she looked at my phone, and she was is. like, "Why did Dylan just send you a message that says?" birth is magical <laughs> wait i didn't get this message no, yes you did yes you did it was in life talk yeah you did group. oh oh he sent it in yes i did chat. i did i did and it was so, <laughs> so funny. funny she was so confused <laughs> she was like did dylan just watch a video of someone giving birth and think it was magical <laughs> that's really funny so out of the blue and so funny to like then explain afterwards oh that's really good i love that yeah, so if anybody listened to our last week's episode, uh, we talked about Dylan birthing all of his children. And, and how did the childbirth oh, go, Dylan? That or was great. Was it was it pretty tough? It was magical, oh, clearly. Magical. <laughs> uh, but just, just magical is the yeah, only way you I can mean, describe I, it. We were saying I, I'm birthing these children with my six other RAs, I have to say. It's not just me. I'm just a part of it. Right. You don't have to yes, bear yes, all of the load, worry. but it's, it is those yeah, 88 a children into Stanford. And that uh, that was my that was my wording. You know, maybe an odd choice of words. <laughs> maybe I uh, should not have done. I that, like it. No, I like the words. I yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, it, it was great that our first day on move-in day, there's a tradition where so there are 88 kids in my dorms in my dorm, and us as RAs, we memorized everyone's name. Like we had fl- we had flashcards really? with photos and names, and memorized everyone's name, and then on move-in day. As we're we're standing at a desk outside the dorm with kind of like a welcome check-in packet and give a, and a T-shirt, and we yell people's names as they come up. So like one at a time they come up and we yell like Oliver, welcome to Stanford, welcome to Donner, and God, that's so that's and, so cool. um, <laughs> and so and you like would memorize everyone's name and we we got one name wrong unfortunately, but out of out uh. of Oh, uh, no, know, that I poor know, kid. <laughs> but out of 88, I think that's pretty good record. One That's pretty impressive. That's I'm solid. Impressed. So that's such a good way to do it. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh. so that, that, was, <laughs> that was the moment of birth, I think. And so that's why it's magical. And even in their first few days, they're so great. I, I really am really happy for yeah. these first few days. So, so uh, that's why I said it was magical. That's why I sent you guys that text. And I hope <laughs> Chase explained that to Genevieve and... That Genevieve didn't think <laughs> something different about what Dylan's yeah, a not, father. It's not true. That's, um, yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> that's all cleared up, Genevieve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If <laughs> so funny. That was hilarious. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like, Dill. Like, I think that of like commitment to like memorizing all of their names and like adding that personal touch is really really cool. And like looking at it from like maybe it is just looking at it from like a bit of an older perspective or like being in college for a little bit like wish is like i would have loved to have that as my in my freshman year like looking back on it now but i think coming in as a freshman i would i i kind of had the mindset of like oh just keep my head down a little bit like that would kind of be awkward for me right (laughs) Uh, i want and i'm sure some of the kids probably had that because they're nervous you know or they're coming in and but i still do think like that just makes automatically it just makes It'll you a little more comfortable, and you now you, you know the person knows your name like that's yeah a cool a t- way to do it. the first step of building that community knowing everyone like and knowing showing them that they're welcome I guess by 
by yelling their name even if like as you said definitely some people were uncomfortable with it and didn't like it i think still yeah still yeah. them knowing that we cared enough to memorize people's names is right cool. yeah <sighs> very cool until that one kid went up there no, and all of you just had a blank no. stare oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, no we won't bring that up That's anymore so we'll, we'll let that <laughs> slide yeah. cool Dylan, well, were there any were there any funny names in the group like i don't know or i guess like crazy names don't um, say them yeah, I, i'm not gonna <laughs> okay, say actually them, but um yeah that's um, very true bad there, question well, okay Chase. there was there's no, no it's question. fine it's fine there's there's um there's one name that was extremely long and like and we did not know how to pronounce did not know how to say we're like what oh. how, what are we gonna do no, i mean now extremely long name now you have to say and it. Um, well, I don't even know how to say it because then luckily, <laughs> luckily in, um, it was also written as like preferred name was a nickname that is yeah. just, is much shorter and a name that we recognized. And so we didn't have to say <laughs> the extremely long real name that the person has. <laughs> and so it, it was, it ended up being, it being easy. We, we got it. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's what I'd say. That's pretty funny. That's so funny. <laughs> There's um, there's these receivers in the NFL. I think last like little funny story here. There's this trio of receivers, this family, and um, the oldest brother plays for the Packers right now. He's literally a wide receiver. I think he's injured. He might be out for the season. He's a wide receiver for the Packers. His name is Equinemius Saint Brown. Wow, that's his name. Yeah, that's um, a cool which name. Which is an awesome name. Yeah. Then he has two younger brothers. And I kind of forget which one is older now and which one is different. They went in with a theme for both of these guys. I don't know what equinemius is or where that comes no. from. But these two brothers both have a theme. One is um one is at USC right now and killing it. He was a five star prospect and was amazing in high school. His name is Amon Ra. Amon Ra. <laughs> Amon Ra Saint Brown and his brother is Osiris Saint Brown. So they're both Egyptian gods. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's the funniest cool. thing about the story is St. Brown wasn't even their dad's last name. Their dad's name was just John Brown. So they he just decided with St. Brown? He decided to go crazy with wow. their names. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Which is insane. Equinemius, Amon Ra, and Osiris. Wow. wow. Well. Hilarious. I think that's amazing. Getting to that point of crazy names, that probably concludes our discussion on community <laughs> this week what do you guys think yeah i think it's about time to wrap it up uh, unless How about you guys one have last, anything else one last story on names yeah you have another one yeah okay. there were these two <laughs> twins there were these two twins right and their mom gave them i forget i'm trying to remember uh they the mom ended up giving them both up for adoption and they went separate places entirely and so one went to egypt and he was named amal and he, like, grew up there entirely, like, cut off from Western world. He ended up, like, never, I don't think he ever met, like, his twin brother. But the other brother went to um, Mexico, and he was named Juan. And, uh, like, he grew up in Mexico, also didn't know anything about his twin brother until, like, later in his life. And um, he actually ended up getting lucky enough to meet his birth mom. And so he met this birth mom. And, um, you know, ended up giving her a picture of him, obviously. And then he found out that he has a twin brother and they didn't know where he was. And so his mom was like, all, you know, really upset, obviously, by this fact. And his mom was like, I, I really wish that I had like something like maybe another picture. Like she was so proud of her picture of Juan. She really wanted another picture of, of the other brother. 
she was like, I wish I knew where Amal was. And her uh, husband at the time, he was like, it's okay. Don't worry. When you've seen Juan, you've seen Amal. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That was, that was so, so long, long that, I did dude. not think it was going there. <laughs> <laughs> Once you've seen one, you've seen them all. God, can we just start a hashtag like hashtag Chase tell me a joke? Chase tell me like, a joke. Uh, I think that should be <laughs> that should be a thing. Uh, I knew I had Dylan on that one. He also he once again thought I was serious. I thought, I thought it was, it was completely too. serious. I was, I, but then I was like, I was also thinking like Chase. I bet this is a story you just saw in BuzzFeed. I, or I know Chase. Yeah, real. I know Chase. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, Chase, uh, thanks for those. He great jokes starts today. it out, starting us off to with open a good and one. Close with the good dread joke. Yeah, yeah, they were great. Starts um, it off with a good one, <laughs> and just with a you know, one, a <laughs> mediocre one. Oh. It was okay. <laughs> we'll have to do better next time, but that's okay. Ouch. <laughs> um, well, so yeah, so that's our kind of talk about community. I'm sure we could still keep going a little bit more, but I think that's a good place to bring it to a close. Uh, so thank you guys for listening to this week's episode and uh, we will be back at you with another one next next week or maybe another, another one. one this week we'll see so yeah see y'all thanks for listening to another episode of the Life Talk Podcast if you liked it and are excited for more go follow us on Instagram at Life Talk Pod there you'll find a post for this week's episode where we opened and closed with some classic chase puns try that word decently funny i guess while discussing community and all the ramifications of it in between go comment on the post so we can continue this week's talk about life on life talk see you next week